Today, what it takes to get your business, even if it's just a side business, off the ground and out there for everybody to take notice. This is the Seven Figures Podcast, smart money strategies for women with Sandy Waters. Well, hello. We welcome you to the podcast. You just being here, showing up today shows your commitment to wanting to be more engaged with your finances and more in control of your opportunities, which is awesome. We love all of you who share the podcast and tell your friends about the Seven Figures podcast. We really do hope that it is helping you feel more secure about your financial situation, more comfortable talking about money. And that is what we are going to do today, talking about how to make money. So if there is something that you're really good at that you're thinking, how can I sell my service? Or if you've always had an itch to start a business selling a product, this is the perfect episode for you. Trisha Kuntz, the purple painted lady is here with us, along with Mona Akadin from Mona Moon Naturals. And I hope you ladies don't mind that I invited my nine-year-old, 10-year-old. Oh my gosh, Lexi, I'm so sorry. 10-year-old. <laughs> I stopped counting when you were like six. I'm in denial that you're getting older. But anyhow, my 10-year-old to uh, join in on the conversation. Lexi has taken an interest. I don't know if she's got the entrepreneurial spirit we often listen to Barbara Corcoran podcasts together, right, Lexi? Yeah. She's a big fan. And I'm like, where did this come from? I don't know. And I don't know how to answer some of her questions. So I thought, hey, this is the perfect conversation to be in on. Okay. So first, let's get to know you ladies. Trisha, you were on not too long ago, but if you could tell us what the purple painted lady is again. Sure. So yeah, I'm Trish and I have a business with my husband and my daughter called the Purple Painted Lady. We have a few stores throughout Rochester, and we have one in Syracuse, and maybe soon Buffalo. Um, but it all started out because <laughs> I have a love for painting, painting uh, walls in the sense of murals or painting furniture, cabinetry. And I found this amazing product about 12 years ago, and I just wanted to share it with other people. So I started a store and... We teach people how to use it and we sell it and um, it's been awesome. So so you had, you found a product that you loved. It wasn't a product that you created. Nope. So it's chalk paint by Annie Sloan and you don't need to sand or prime or strip a piece of furniture to use it. It's very easy. It's water-based, all organic. Um, and the first time I used it, I thought it was chalkboard paint. I was like, what is this chalk paint? But they just call it that because mm -hmm. it has a flat finish until you put the top coat on but it sticks to virtually any surface so literally you can paint laminate glass metal typically people are painting wood but so I found this product very early on in its introduction to uh, North America and I was I was just blown away with it and I'm like Steve honey I'm like I think we should open a store I like really like a little store so I can sell this I was just passionate about the product and um, that's how my journey kind of started from yeah. that perspective. Which is completely different than your journey, Mona, because you still have a full-time job. Yeah. So um, a little over three years ago, my sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. And in the journey of the diagnosis, we started to learn more about chemicals that are in everyday products that we touch and use and you know, Tupperware, you know, just any any kind of plastic that we heat up 
microwave. So we started to get rid of chemicals in the house, um, including deodorant, trying to find deodorant. Um, tried several, didn't find anything that worked. <laughs> and I had a friend's, um, how about that? I know. I testing know, right? testing does, this deodorant. Yeah. does this work? Does this work? Well, you know, pretty quick, <laughs> you know, quickly when it doesn't work for sure. So, um, there was a mom, um, at my son's school who made deodorant, homemade deodorant. And she gave me a sample, which was worked great. So she gave me her recipe. So I started making that for myself and playing with the recipe a little bit here and there just to modify it for my own body. And sharing it with my sister and friends. And then soon after that, I had a friend post it on Facebook. And from there, I started selling on Facebook to people I didn't know who they were. Um, and then last fall, I had a you know go to group of girlfriends and my husband. They're like, you know, why don't we just start? We'll create a company. So um, I created a company officially launched in March. And I also have um, Body Whip and lip balms and a whole other list of products that we'd like to develop. But it's all... Natural, chemical-free. You can read every ingredient without looking it up on Google to know what it is. Yeah. Um, and they're all they're all um, ingredients that provide benefits for your body. Mona Moon Naturals. You've been doing this since March, you said. Yep. Officially. And then you, yep. Trish. I'm in a different phase of this whole entrepreneur adventure. I um, started our business probably a little over 10 years ago. Okay. So, so you're well into it. Yeah. So we're like all a learning senior. from you. Really. Yeah. Seasoned. <laughs> you're like a baby. <laughs> yeah, say seasoned. That's seasoned. nicer. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the senior here. Um, okay. So now, Lexi, do you want to tell us about your business? Okay. <laughs> My business is Bath Bombs for Charity, and I sell bath bombs and shower steamers and boy bath bombs that are made just for boys. And I also support Ooh. local charities like the Ark of Miss Monroe, Grace's Garden, and Best Buddies, to name a few. And you can find me and email me um, at amlbathbombs at gmail.com. I think she needs to say that one more time, a little clearer. That what, how do we get a hold of you? You can email me at amlbathbombs at gmail.com. That's awesome. What made you want to do this? Well, my sister started it, and I've always wanted to help her, but she wouldn't let me, so then I did, so then <laughs> when she didn't want to do it anymore, I bought it, the business from her. You're awesome. That's great. So I know that you were talking about with me last night, you were talking about money, the finances. Yeah. You, I can give you some input. This is Trish, uh, again, the purple painted lady. I think really when you're starting a business, you have to be prepared that as you make money, you're going to reinvest it. So you might be thinking you want to purchase something really nice, but if you really want to grow your business, like for me, the first few years, and even now, I mean, we still invest quite a bit back into the business to reinvent, to grow, to change things. So that's really important. I think the biggest thing is probably getting exposure for you so you can sell your product to make that money and then develop your you know, brand in the community. So, so when you guys both started, did you say, did you save the money? Did you raise the money and say, okay, here's my pot for my business when I think to launch it? Or did you just acquire some debt to launch it and then, you know, slowly get that money back. Mona, we'll start with you. I didn't have any debt when I started it. I had put together a, a pretty detailed kind of loosely budget of what I needed to start up. Uh, for me, the biggest thing was getting a website done. 
So I put um, together a budget for the website and um, I had a very good friend who actually came up with the name of the company and she gave me like six logos. She's an amazing artist. And she came up with the logos. And then when we worked on the web, they, you know, refined it just a little bit. Um, so really for me, the biggest investment was the website, the insurance, because that's a big thing. You have to have insurance for your business. And then we actually built a kitchen. So there is the other investment. Okay, so what order, when you start, somebody has an idea in their mind, a little side thing, they're very good at a certain craft or, or making something. What comes first? Is it the name? Is it the logo? Is it the packaging? Is it perfecting the product? For, for Mona Moon, so as I was creating that product, I had like a group of 10 people that every time I would make the deodorant, I would send it out to them. I knew exactly, and I would send, you know, keep a, a diary of what the ingredients were, um, and then I'd get notes back from everybody. Oh, I got a rash from this. So then i go back and look at the ingredients. Did I have too much baking soda? Did I use a different brand of um, essential oils? What, what made this batch different than the others? Oh. So just refining it from there. Um, and then, you know, for me it was, you know, first it was, you know, how am I going to package it? Well, I don't want it in plastic. So then I went to the glass jars and then using the glass jars. So how is shipping the glass jars and getting, you know, the boxing and the stuffing? And well, see, all that's, expensive that's expensive too, using glass. It's expensive, and, okay. yeah. So that's that goes into the cost of the product. Um, so then it went, as, you know, we launched in March, I still had a temporary label. Um, I'm still printing labels. I'm not, I haven't gone out to mass produce the labels yet because I'm still tweaking wording here and there um, um, kind of on the, the label, stage, still though. in that infancy stage before I say, okay, yeah, print 500 or print 1,000 just because I'm still tweaking it here and there. Now, let's go back to you and your little test group that you had. Yeah. These are close friends of yours that yep. could give you an honest opinion, and you were just giving them the product for free to say, test it out or no? So, at, well, some, uh, at the beginning, it was for free, but then when, when I got the cost of you know um, the glass and everything, then I did start charging them. Um, but you know, it's, it's just how it evolved and took all that information to, to keep the business growing and going. Is that a key component to any idea that you have to find your little test group with both of you? I don't know if it's a test group in my sense, more of a, I guess, a support group. There's usually, yeah. I think throughout life, you could probably yeah. use the same example. You usually have a core group of people you gravitate to. And I think most healthy people are going to gravitate to someone who's going to be supportive and encouraging of them to be their best self. Yep. And so, or best business or best product. Um, and I think that's a necessity because this is a, this is a, an, an interesting uh, journey and you would not want to be doing it alone because mm. as a business owner or a startup, there's setbacks, there are obstacles. And I think having that supportive group, or a certain person is a necessity. Mm -hmm. I agree. To be honest, too, because we all think our products are the best. But yeah, I think sometimes more of us feedback, are, are, right? may not even be on that side of the spectrum. Many of us might not think it's good enough. You oh, know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, and so okay. by having that support True, yeah. group, it's kind of like they're kicking you to say, you get it out there. Get yourself out there. You can do it. Your yep. cheerleaders. Yeah. And yep. I think it's really important to have feedback, you know, and also in the other sense, like I think you're growing a little too big for your britches, you know, I mean, like, yeah. just it's really important to have honest people that can support you and also give you information to to take into, you know, account as you make decisions going forward. 
So for both of you, when you have this idea, you know, okay, so the deodorant, the handmade deodorant is a little unique, but it's not the only one. And paint, I mean, there's yeah, a lot there's of paint, a lot out, of paint there. out there. Yeah. So how do you guys stand out? What advice would you give? So um, with the Mona Moon deodorant, it's a it's a deodorant paste, and it, Sandy, as you know, because you have some, it's um, it has a it has a purpose. So our hashtag is hashtag paste with purpose, and it's really again going back to the breast cancer situation with my sister. It really encourages the users to, as they're applying it, check for lumps and bumps. Take that extra step, and and take a moment for yourself and check yourself. So that's that's the differentiator of of our product versus others that other pastes that are out there. Yeah, you don't typically find a paste on a shelf, um, but if you go online, you will find paste. Is that important to success? Is to find that niche or that purpose that differentiator? For me, for me I mean, for me, for for creating the product, for me, it, it is the, the the tie with breast cancer and education. Really, that for me, that's what's the important piece. That's my passion is really to for people to be aware um, of these chemicals that are out there and mm-hmm. also know that there are other products that are safe for you to use. Not everybody wants to use it, but there are safe products out there. It's interesting, too, because this is Trish again. And when you go shopping at whatever your big box store is for deodorant, they're all major corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see really alternatives very much options so what's convenience too when you go shopping you just pick it up when when you're there so how do you cut through that the convenience for both of you i guess you would say because even if if i'm gonna paint a piece of furniture what comes to mind first the the big stores so how do you guys as small business owners cut through for me you know with the purple painted lady it comes down to expanding your brand and making sure people are aware of your business. So here locally, um, we will partner with different organizations like the Rochester Home Builders Association. That's where actually I met you at the Home and Garden Show in March um, of this year at the Convention Center or Habitat for Humanity and trying to get yourself out there as much as you can. You know, we have this huge art festival every September where we bring in artists and, um, Again, it's it's a way to just get the purple painted lady in someone's you know radar and then share with them. So if they do have a painting project for their kitchen cabinets or they want to transform a, a bedroom dresser so it matches the new decor, that they'll be like, what's it? What was her name? That 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 name, you know? And they'll think of us. Um, and the reason I got into the business is because. Um, when you use traditional paint, it's very smelly. It mm-hmm. You usually need to sand a piece. There's airborne particles, same situation, kind of as Mona. It's more of a health perspective. And when I tried this product, which was, you know, just so simple and easy to use, I just fell head over heels for it. And in, in a very passionate way that it really launched the whole Purple Painted Lady business. You both mentioned the people that you associate with making connections. How important is that, do you think? Critical. Yeah, it, it's critical. We just um, we just formed a, a, a partnership or um, I don't collaboration. Know, collaboration, actually, with the Breast Cancer Coalition of Rochester, where we were a sponsor of their May event. And now, uh, you know, 10% of the proceeds of all of the purchases go towards 
the Breast Cancer Coalition. So to me, that was very, very important to make that connection. And we'll continue to find those connections in the in the community. For some people, that's hard, though. Mona, for you, there are some boutiques and salons that that sell your product. How did you make that happen? Was it you just showing up saying, hey, listen, you want to sell this or? It's been both. I've had, um, I've been fortunate to have some uh, business owners with boutiques and they've opened, you know, welcomed the product right away. I have knocked on doors. I've had doors closed, but I I do business development for work. So I'm used to, I mean, you're going to, you're going to swing the bat. 50 times before you hit the ball out of the park. So yeah, um, it's, I'm used to that. So that's okay. That's Trisha, right. I know social media is very important to you because you are constantly on Facebook. Yeah. And you do a lot of it yourself. I do all of it myself. I have no idea <laughs> how you do yeah. that. So, you know, um, every small business is different. And um, I am very fiscally conservative. And I think I've been successful because of the fact I stay in touch. I, I, I know with my business, there's certain things that I'm going to do better than someone else. Certain things, there's other people that do way better than me. Um, but I know our product and, I'm, and I like to share it. And so, you know, I schedule my Facebook posts and Instagram posts um, a couple times a week. I'll just take 45 minutes or an hour and I'll figure out what's the direction, who am I sharing, and schedule those posts ahead of time you start really marketing this after you know you have something good, right? You have to do all the legwork first. And for my situation, I I started to market it once I had it secured that I was going to be the retailer for this area because I didn't want to share it with people until I knew nobody could come back up and be like, oh, I want to sell that. You know, my situation is very different than Mona's. Mona's, like I said, is a higher level than mine. She, She created her product. So... You know, there's an opportunity, I think, with Mona and that there's many revenue streams, opportunities that she has that are different than for me. And there's more of them. So, yeah. And I'm still the social media. I'm learning and training. I've sat That's through tough. webinars. And so I'm trying to do more. You're that. teaching yourself. Yeah, teaching for myself. us old yeah. people, right? Lexi, it's natural for you. And you don't even have a phone yet, but it's so natural for the younger generation. And I've heard yeah. advice from other successful people. They would say, find someone who's really young yeah. to manage your social media. Someone that's that it just comes easy to, but they need to be passionate about the product because uh, yeah. it's not going to come through if they're if they don't even. I think it's sometimes hard to hire somebody to do that. It has to be the right person, not just a body. You know? I, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't even looked at that. I mean, I did get quotes for it, but again, I'm startup. I can't afford that. So right now it's, it's myself with help from my stepdaughter and, you know, my daughter now that she's home. So yeah, cause they know all the ins and outs of, of social media. It's much, it's yeah. great. And you know, you have to applaud Mona because like for me, the purple painted lady, I, this is my full-time thing. Mona evolved, this evolved because of a situation in her family and for her, I don't know, concern for other women. And so you have your full-time job that is your passion too. This is something I'm, you know. Yeah, it's 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 fun for me um, because it, it, you know, I love being in the kitchen and cooking and creating. So this, I mean, I'm spending time, more time cooking and creating in the kitchen. So it allows me to... To cook and, you know, create. Like your I'm science sure. lab. It is. It's definitely. But how do you find project. the time? I mean, I hear, and like as a mother, you already don't sleep, right? That just doesn't exist the minute you have your kid. But as an entrepreneur, I hear it's even more you don't sleep because you'll 
pop up, wake up in the middle of the There's, night and, oh my God, I forgot something or yeah, an idea will pop in. That, that's true. It's m- many early, early mornings and mm-hmm. many late, late nights, at least for me, because I have that day job. So it's finding the, the, the light night and the, the early morning. I'll, I'll get up at five to prepare the load, you know, the, the, her batch, the batch of what the lotion is going to be, because it's got to sit for 10 hours before I can whip it, the lotion. So mm-hmm. I get it done in the morning and then in the evening I'll whip it up. And it's just the passion for the product that keeps yep. you going. It's excitement, too. It's I don't know fun. about you, but it's like endorphins when you're... I think there's a certain type of person, and you either want to be a business owner or you don't, because it's a multifaceted type of situation. You have, I think, it takes a certain type of personality. You need to be committed to hard work. And when I started the business 10 years ago, I was very much where Mona is, because my daughter was four. Was, she was four. So um, I would get up really early and I would do a lot of work before she got up. Then obviously we'd have our normal day. And then later in the evening, I would be back at it again. You know, now it's a little different because this is my full time job. Um, But and I think that was one of your questions, wasn't it, Lexi, that you said you wanted to know how much their kids help them? Yeah. You have a sister, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing your personality is different than your sister's. So my daughter, her personality is different than mine. She isn't quite as excited to get out there with all these people. So, you know, I she has very unique skills. She's an amazing artist. She's actually going to be helping us with the design for our 2021 festival artwork because we already have next year's done. Uh, how um, old is she again? She's 14. 14, okay. Yeah, and she's amazing when it comes to... She's beyond anything I was ever at. And I thought I was pretty good. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but her, she doesn't have any interest in, in, in the business. Myself. She doesn't... She, I mean, she appreciates it, but she's definitely a different type of personality than I am. She's, she's definitely a little bit more of a... She's a little more. She's more introverted. I'm definitely not. <laughs> Do you find it's best to find that person who is a little bit different than you, has different strengths, so then you guys can both carry each other. In the sense of for partnering or or being support. So my husband, Steve, I think is, you know, he's very supportive. He His personality, it's yin and yang a little bit. You know, it's different. And he brings something, a different uh, perspective, approach, and thought to the table. But he's extremely supportive uh, in what I, where I want to take the business and thoughts, but... How about you yeah, and your husband? My, my husband, Jim, he's my number one supporter, and he is an entrepreneur. He's always been an entrepreneur. So when I came to him, and I, you know, he, he'd ask me questions that I would really have to stop and think. You know, like yesterday, we're having a conversation of changes I want to, to do to the website. He goes, okay, are you doing it because of this? Or are you doing it because of this? So I have to sit down and write these things down, and then we'll move forward where I would just be like, okay, let's just do it. You <laughs> ah, know, so he, okay. he really grounds me really grounds me. And do you think that because there are some people that just go just I have an idea that pops in my head I'm just going to go I with think it. it or- I think it depends on what it cuz a lot of a lot of what I do in general is just my gut says go I'll go. Mm. Um so I think on some of the on the business back end things it's it's really helpful to say whoa hang on let's look at this. Yeah, those are some of the bigger pieces of the puzzle I can say that with my personality and my style um a lot of it is really my instincts and my passion because i think as a business owner if you overthink too much by the time you get it to market it's a little late ah so you i think it takes a certain type of personality yeah you know that's going to um a little bit of a risk taker because 
there's no guarantees with anything and nothing is totally safe, no matter how much market study you do or thought process or business plan. You know, it all comes down to what consumers in this case, because I sell a product, but Mm -hmm. same with Mona, it's really what the consumers are going to want. And um, so I think it's a little it's it's a little bit of both. It is. I don't think there's one one way of doing anything at all. It really is what's going to fit for you, your personality and the service or the product and your business idea. And trust your gut. Yeah, you need to stay true to yourself. It's kind of like designing your house. If you're not, you're going to walk in someone's home and every room is like, this is the, uh, I don't know, Western room. And this is the, uh, I don't know, you know, farmhouse room. It's like, which is it? Just stay true to yourself, be authentic, and you're going to stay on the right path. And Trisha said it before, you have to be willing to to move, but you have to be flexible because... You know, you, you get a product out there and it's not going as well as you'd hope. So why? Figure out why and then move. Just if something doesn't work, just try it again a different way. The naysayers must be hard. Nah. Right? To deal with or no? <laughs> to get it in. Not for me. <laughs> no? No. To no. get in your head? No. 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 And it's, but it takes a certain type of person. You really need to be strong with who you are and what you want. Don't yes. you agree? Yeah. You can't allow people to say... Mm, you can't do that. And in fact, you said something earlier. If I, if someone tells you no, Mona. It makes me more motivated. Uh, yeah. Um, and I yeah. like to say, you know, yeah, I'm going to do it twice. You can take a picture. Yeah. Watch this. <gasps> you know, like I, I know it's silly, but like for my business, my brand, you know, part of it is our art festival. And I wanted this huge corn crib at our property. And everyone's like, you can't, you can't buy a corn crib and move it. I'm like, why not? You know, and we figured out a way to do it. I got it done. And I, I was loving it because it's like, don't tell me no, you know? I think the underlying reason why you both have succeeded, and you've mentioned it a few times, was the financial side of this, that you're very conservative and you're smart. And because this podcast is all about smart money strategies for women, would you have a piece of advice, your smart money strategy, either on the business side or in your personal life? You want me to start? Yeah, you start. Okay, so both Mona and I are... We're starting. We started our businesses. Mine was ten years ago. Hers is now. I was in a little bit of a different situation. I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband Steve, you know, he was uh, the breadwinner for the family at that point because I was home with my daughter Danny. I started the business out very slow and very small because I didn't want to take a business loan. I didn't want to incur any debt, and I also didn't want to risk any of our livelihood. Started it out very small, and then I just kept reinvesting when I could. And I knew taking that leap that if it did fail, because, you know, there's always the chance Mm -hmm. something may not work out, that I knew we weren't going to, like, lose our home, right? So I was in a different situation. Mona is independent in that she has a full-time career. And this this is, you know. Yeah, so that that was good. Thank you for there. Um, (laughs) Feel free. Yeah. So, I mean, for mine, it's it's my side hustle. It's that other source of of revenue for me. So, so there's I, no pressure. So there's to, no pressure. Yeah. But there you know what's no interesting? Pressure. It's that other source of revenue, but really this is also feeding your soul from a different it perspective. Is. Yeah. Especially because it's very close to home with your sister and, yeah. and, and for the good of other women sure. and men. How long Trish did it take you for you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm actually starting to make money. Jeez. I don't, I mean, it, it, it we, I mean, we were making money within the first couple years, but you okay. know, I had a bigger plan. So a lot of that money, um, well, was to reinvest and to help grow the okay. business. But also, I was a stay-at-home mom for 
uh, four or five years, you know. So we did incur debt because I went from my job when I was working at Xerox to nothing. I wasn't mm-hmm. bringing any money in. And I just started to hustle and do some murals for friends and then for other businesses. And and it sort of it really evolved. It's, and that's getting back to being flexible because... Here I am starting this business of painting murals, but then it went into painting furniture and then it went into to what it is today, which is really being a source of product and the best products for people to use when they're painting their cabinets or they're painting their furniture. Um, But it's a slow and steady process. For me, it was, I don't know if it was slow. A lot of people sometimes are impressed. I mean, we had three or four stores within six years of, of starting the business. That's oh, pretty, pretty oh, aggressive. Yeah, that is impressive. You know, yeah. um, but, uh, and I think everybody's journey is different and you don't need to look in other people's lanes and say, where are they at? What are they doing? Mm. Cause it doesn't matter. I mean, every it's, it's very unique and individualized. So if you have a business, you need to stay focused on your business and keep looking forward and don't worry if there's someone else that's doing something similar and they may be at a cer- different pace than you um, I think things happen for a reason. And you need to also account for if you are a mom or you're a dad, you're starting a business, you know, what's going on with your family and keeping your business under control. So you still have somewhat some balance in your life and yeah. remember your priorities. Yeah. Awesome. The balance is always important with your, with your family and your kids. You don't, you know, you've got your, your day job, your night job, whatever your jobs are, you have to, it's really important to have your family time because yeah. it goes by so fast. What do you think, Lexi? Do you have any other questions? No. Did I do a good job asking the right questions for you? So, yeah. Lexi, what yeah. are the scents of your uh, bath bombs? I have vanilla, peppermint, and grapefruit. Ooh. And do you make them at home? Yes. Could you take over the kitchen when you're going to do the project? I do it in my basement. You do? She's a little okay. area. Like her mm-hmm. own little science lab. Wow. She's a mini Mona. Yeah. She's having trouble selling, though, getting to the point of selling. Yeah. You need help getting it out there. Hmm, you and I should talk. This is Trish. You and I should talk after this podcast. If you have the bug, that little spark of interest in this, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next 20 years with you. Oh, you yeah. guys are so great. Thank you so much. Yeah, see anytime. I told you, they're just cool moms. <laughs> They'll make you feel comfortable. Well, thank you so much, Trisha Kuntz, Purple Painted Lady, and Mona Akadin, Mona Moon Naturals. And how can we reach uh, and get a hold of you guys? Facebook, website, what do you want to get out there? Uh, MonaMoonNaturals.com, Facebook and Instagram. Yep, PurplePaintedLady.com. Um, we're on Instagram. We have stores locally. So if you go into any of our locations, Greece, Village Gate, Macedon, Baldwinsville, and hopefully soon Buffalo. Um, just leave a message with someone there. But you can text me by our store number, too. Um, but, yeah, totally available. Look at you. You can text me. Yes. Oh, my God. You you are you are all in. OCD in. <laughs> but anyways, this has been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Next week on the Seven Figures podcast, we like to bring in our favorite elder law attorney every month. Lisa Powers joins the conversation with the important things that you need to know as a caregiver. So I will talk to you next Friday. You have an awesome weekend and we say cheers to being financially confident women. If you have a personal finance question or feedback about the show, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to Sandy at sandy at rochesterbuzz.com.
New episode every Friday. Listen, subscribe, and tell a friend about the Seven Figures Podcast. Smart money strategies for women. Mm-hmm.